Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Making Sense of It All. I'm your host, Jesse Stakes, and this week we'll be talking about franchising as an investment opportunity. The founders of FranPath Consulting, Britt Bode and Sam Schweitzer, will be joining me to talk about it. I think the market has changed significantly in the last couple of years, and I think we all owe it to ourselves and our families to look at different investment opportunities, not just the market, your 401k, or even real estate. Enjoy the conversation, and I hope you learned something. I know that I did. Let's jump into it. Yeah, we're happy to. So Sam and I have really spent our entire careers in the franchise space, working for franchisors and franchisees. We've been in so many different roles in sales training and ops. We've been franchisees. And so all of that kind of spearheaded our desire to help more people figure out, is franchise ownership a good fit? Should they look at that as a way to continue to diversify their portfolio? So to simplify things, if I meet somebody on an airplane and they ask me, what do you do? I tell people we're franchise matchmakers. So we truly help people figure out, should franchise ownership be a way that they diversify their portfolio? And if so, is now a right time? Because we really believe half of everything in life is timing. And if so, then what are the best opportunities out there? So we spend time getting to know our clients about what are their goals, their interests. And then we spend a lot of time getting to know franchise brands and we play matchmaker. We just help the right people find the right franchise investment opportunities with our kind of proven process. Excellent. So I feel like franchising has been a model or a business model for a number of years. It's not like it's new, but I do feel like that there's more opportunity out there than there ever has been for people to get into franchising or to, you know, to explore what's out there. So Sam, I get, I mean, I get the fact that you guys are matchmakers, but, but what is it that you guys offer to where instead of somebody going out there and doing their own research, what are they getting by, by utilizing you and, and Brittany? What are they, what are, what are they getting that they don't have on their own? First of all, a lot less spam in their inbox. If anyone's <laughs> ever put their name in to look at a franchise or do anything like that, you'll get brands reaching out to you. You'll get different things. What they're getting from us is a few key things. Number one, we have years of experience. We've been on every side of this business. We've been on the franchisee side. We've worked for franchisors. Now we're helping clients figure out what the right brands would be for them. When you're looking at franchise brands, a lot of the times you're Googling something that you already know. How do you already know it exists? It's in your community. So you've already sure. seen the sign on the strip center. So if I'm looking to open up a Jersey Mike's in Madison, Wisconsin, where we live, Jersey Mike's is already sold out here. I could get like a fifth tier market at this point somewhere. So what we help them look at is number one, what do you really want? You're telling me that you want a sandwich shop. Okay, great. What about a sandwich shop appeals to you? The name, the systems. And sometimes we go, okay, so it sounds to me like you don't want a sandwich shop. You want a really good support system. You want a franchisor who is going to walk you through exactly what to do. And also you don't want to go it alone. You want to have other franchisees to lean on. 
Now, I have a candidate who thought that they wanted a Jersey Mike's. And do you know what they bought? A parking lot, lime painting, and asphalt ceiling business. So we're all, yeah, just a tiny bit. (laughs) So we're also going ahead and finding businesses that maybe people don't think of as franchises, but where they can really utilize the skill set that they have, that they've built throughout their career, whether it's corporate America or solopreneurship. And bringing those things forward to them. So our real job is to identify characteristics of people and then kind of lead the horse to water. And if they don't like the water, pushing their face in it and being like, it's really good. Just take a look. I know parking lot line painting isn't ideal. (laughs) That's not what you came to me for. But look at these margins. Look at this team. See what we've got here. I feel like you're part psychologist in order to do this, huh? What do you think about that, Brittany? I totally agree. It's something we say all the time. So we have a process that we've built for our clients to make sure that they get all of the information that they need. I'm super process oriented. And that's something that Sam and I learned in our time in franchise development, working for brands, selling particular franchises. So we kind of joke that once we introduce you to brands, we're going to be part coach. We always talk about how do you remain in the driver's seat so you get to make the decision, but we're also part therapist because <laughs> it is likely the largest investment you've made in your life, maybe outside of your home, buying a business. So we want to be able to be there for them, not only for the logical stuff, but the emotional stuff too. We want to be able to be their support as they're going through those waves of the emotions that you get when you make any big decision. Absolutely. Well, Sam, I think that you guys both have a, you know, you mentioned it, but but let's dive into it a little bit. You guys both have a pretty deep background in franchising, correct? Yes, we do. So, and, and very different, both of us. So I can talk for myself and I'll let Brittany tell her background story. Um, I fell into franchising. If you've ever met anybody in franchising, nobody thinks they're going to grow up and be a franchisee. It's not what you intend to do. So I ended up on the franchisee side of a brick and mortar nutrition company in 09, which seems like a really crazy time to have a brick and mortar nutrition company. It was growing very rapidly. Um, I started when they had one location, the group of franchisees, and then we were able to go to eight throughout the upper Midwest sold in the middle of 2016. And then I actually went and worked with the franchisor a little bit and helped them out, helped work with some of the franchisees. Then I moved into the company where I met Brittany. We worked for the largest franchise sales organization in North America. And essentially what we did there was worked with brands who had usually less than 50 franchisees. And we would learn about the brands and we would really get involved pretty in depth on the franchisor side. And then we help identify people that were a good fit for that brand. And consultants, which is what we do now, would typically bring us these candidates that they felt like were a good fit. But our job was to represent the brand. And a lot of conversations, a lot of late nights, a lot of us saying, you know, I feel like we could be a better source. I feel like we could do something else out there. Brittany and I decided to found FranPath because we wanted to go client-facing. And this really allows us to make the largest impact to vet brands that are in our portfolio and to just get the opportunity to really influence entrepreneurs at a larger level instead of just servicing singular franchisors. So that is the really small in a nutshell version of my decade and a half journey through franchising. (laughs) Brittany, what about yourself? 
So I have a unique story. Story. Most people kind of fall into franchising later on in life. My mom co-founded a franchise brand when I was a baby. Um, so I've grown up in franchising. They tell stories and joke about me coloring at their desks while they're <laughs> trying to sell franchise opportunities. So I've been around it my whole life. On the other hand, my dad started a small business from scratch when I was about eight. So I've been around entrepreneurship forever. I've seen the small business startup and franchising. And I decided that franchising was the right fit because I love the systems and support. It really cut down on some of the learning curve. So I grew up in a beach town, a tourism town, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. When you grow up at the beach, you work in golf hotels or restaurants. That's really the industries there. So I started working in restaurant franchise locations as a teenager, moved into management while I was in college, management and corporate training for a brand after college, loved franchising, but I didn't love the restaurant business. It was small margins, high turnover, tons of inventory crazy hours. So I wanted out of that. So I left franchising for a year, moved a ton in an industry that I wasn't super passionate about. And then nine years ago, I came back to franchising. I worked in-house for companies selling franchises for three and a half years. And then I was recruited by a startup, which is the largest franchise sales organization that Sam talks about. I was employee number three. It was the two founders one admin, wow. a sales guy, and myself, and now they're the largest. So I worked with them for four years. That's where I met Sam. And I just felt like we had more to give. You know, we've worn every hat, we've been franchisees, we've invested at the franchisee level now. We're, we're invested with some other folks into the parking lot maintenance concept that Sam <laughs> was talking about. We're so passionate about pavement that we've made that investment. We've worked for franchisees and franchisors. We've just worn about every hat that you can name in the franchise space. So we wanted to share our knowledge and add more value to people and help them figure out if this is also a right path. Well, you know, you brought up something in there that I think that a lot of people get hung up on when it comes to franchising. So many people think about it as food. Like when I when I say the word franchise, most people that, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, those are the kind of things that pop in people's minds. But there are so many other opportunities within the business community that are franchises. Absolutely. There are so many things that are beyond food and fitness. That's really where people begin and end. And then there's so many people that really believe it's just in the business to consumer realm. You have to have a brick and mortar. You have to be able to lure customers in and marketing. And that is a lot of fantastic franchises. But we offer so many things in different segments. I mean, during the pandemic, we had a lot of people moving into the home service segmentation. Now with rising interest rates, we are seeing people staying in their home longer. We have a lot of franchises that are, you know, in kitchen bathroom tune-ups that are looking at improving the home that you're already in. Millennials sub a lot of services out. So anything from yard maintenance to somebody coming to your yard and pooping scoop. I'm pooping scoop, scooping poop. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say I do take advantage of that service, that franchise myself, but we have so many things there. We also have a lot of stuff in the business to business space, which most of our clients, that's where their background is coming from business to business. 
So we've got a lot of opportunities for folks to work with other business professionals, to cultivate relationships, and therefore generate larger tickets. They're not looking at $100 per consumer, which takes a while to build up. So depending on the skill set, depending on the person and the want, we've got a lot of different opportunities and therefore a lot of different earning capacity and also a lot of different investment levels. Well, and I think, you know, that's something that we talked about off off air, but you really are, you're selling somebody an investment for their life. This is, you know, as they look at their 401k, as they look at buying into the stock market, they should be looking at a franchise opportunity the same way. It's an investment in their own future. I, I totally agree. And I think sometimes people think franchising, and there's two things that they think about beyond the food and fitness. They think about, well, isn't it the franchisor that makes all the money? Like, will I have any autonomy? But the beautiful right. thing about franchising is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You have systems and support that should allow you to ramp your business at a faster rate and an easier rate than starting something from scratch. So when you're looking at franchising from an investment standpoint, you're not buying yourself a job. At least our clients aren't. Our clients are looking at franchising as a way to diversify outside of the market in real estate. They're typically keeping their jobs or they already have multiple businesses. So why not invest in something that you don't have to reinvent the wheel, that you can build alongside all the other things that you're doing, and it's a sellable asset. You can't sell your job when you're done with it, but you sure as heck can sell your business or leave a legacy to your kids. So that's what I get passionate about in this industry is this is an investment that is a sellable asset that you do have control over, that you don't have to build from scratch, that you have incredible support around that allows you to build that true executive model and be semi-passive. I think that's excellent. So if I'm a person who's coming to you and I'm interested in coming into, you know, utilizing your services, where do I start? Like you, you get me, I call you, I say, Hey, let's set up an appointment. Let's talk. And so where, do, where, do, where do I go from there? So once you book with us, um, we have a booking link on our website, so we'll get that information over to you. But once you book with us, what we do is we do a get to know you conversation. So we really want to know about you. And so many times people, we always say personally and professionally, because People usually don't start businesses because it's just an av another avenue to make money. There's typically something personal behind that. So I want to know, do you have kids? Do you love your animals? What do you, where do you spend your free time? What are you doing? And although you may not get a business that is based off of any of that stuff, you're going to get a business if you have three kids in high school and you're driving them all to sports all the time. And it is crazy. We can't have a business that's going to take 60 hours of your time a week. So we've got to find something that allows you to do what you want to do and the reason you're investing in this business in the first place. The second step we do is we have a call that's a business interest assessment, and we really dig in on things. Everything from how much money do you want to invest in this to how much money do you have to make to make this worth your time? If you're a six-figure C-suite executive, what's that number for you? What is what kind of employees do you want to work with? And then we look at segmentation of business, which I think is what people honestly think we're going to talk about the whole time. Do you want to own a gym? Do you want to own an auto body shop? That's the last thing we do because we really want the opportunity to tick all of those other boxes. And then we come back to you with options. 
So we're going to show you different things that are out there. And we'll let you go into the discovery process with those brands. At that point, it's our job to put our armchair psychologist hat on and really focus on how do we get the right information? Is that fear? Is that fact? How do you know this? What is making you think that? And really helping people through the process. That doesn't seem like it's a fit. It doesn't seem like you're going to get over it. Am I right? So really walking through all of those things with them. At the end, our goal isn't to have somebody be awarded a franchise. Our goal is to have our clients be able to make the decision, yes or no, is this right for them? And that's it. We want to put them in a position to be able to say, yes, I would love the opportunity to be awarded this, or I went through all of this. I'm going to tell you, I don't think now is the right time, or I don't think I found a brand that's right for me yet. And that's really it. Well, it's a lot. I mean, it's, I know you simplify it and you guys are excellent at what you do, but that, but that's a whole lot. I mean, I think the biggest difference between buying a, buying a share of stock, or, you know, even if you're buying a number of shares of stock in this is that you do have a, it's not just the investment financially, it's a personal investment. You're, even if you're not in the business day to day, you are, you're, you're committing that you believe in that business or in that concept. Um, so I think it's, I mean, I think it's a lot. I think what you guys offer is, is a, it's a tremendous service. Does, uh, Brittany, does your service in there, like when you guys match up the the client and the business, are you guys staying connected with them? Or is it something to where, you know, they're, they're done and now they're working with that franchisor? We stay connected to them. So of course, their primary support on day-to-day -day operations, marketing, technology, CRM, all of that stuff will come from the franchisor, but Sam and I are in this business for the long haul, right? Sure. We're in our thirties. We have no plans to retire anytime soon. We wouldn't be very good at retirement. We hope to be doing this for the next 20 plus years. So it's important to us that we take care of our clients. Almost half of our clients that purchased businesses from us last year were referrals. So many of them were actually referrals from people that didn't even buy a business from us. They just went through our process, enjoyed the process, respected what we did with them, and they sent us their friends and family, which is the ultimate compliment. We want to hear no better from, feeling, right? Absolutely. <laughs> no. It it really is. It really is. We just want to be able to feel really good about putting good people in business with great brands. And so I want to call and check in on you once a quarter and say, like, hey, how's it going? I want my clients to call me when they're having bad days. I tell them that like business ownership is hard. Let's not pretend it's rainbows and butterflies. There's going to be a challenge in any business at some point in time. I want them to know that they can call me any day in time just to check in and just, again, be that therapist and be a sounding board for them. Do you ladies have a favorite project that you've guys that you have worked on? Or is there, is there a client that sticks out in your mind that was just, you know, that, that success story that you just, you hang your hat on? I have a politician from Texas who I just adore and <laughs> she is, she is just, her name is Louisa and, and I hope she hears this. She has just been such a light because she is a go-getter and she is somebody who she faced adversity the minute she got into her new business. And instead of saying, I'm just going to I'm just going to take this and, oh, I hate it. I can't believe this. I'm going to go back to my very high paying job. 
She right. said, I'm going to tackle this and I'm going to get in there. And this woman also owns a parking lot line painting business, which is so weird that we keep bringing that up, but it just so <laughs> happens. And she's going to make my audience me. think all you guys sell is parking lot line business. <laughs> I know. We have so many other things, but <laughs> she literally said one day, she's like, somebody didn't show up. I'm painting these lines like today. That's what I'm doing. That is not what I ever intended to do, but she just digs in. And I just love her spirit. I love who she is as a person. And I think, you know, she calls on her great days and on her tough days. And it's just been such an awesome thing to see for the last year, how that's really come together for her. That's amazing. Um, in the next five years, where do you see franchising going? And, and I want to ask it a little bit different way too. I feel like what you said earlier is very true. You've got you've got a generation of people that are coming into the workforce and that have been in the workforce for a while that really don't want to be W-2 employees. So are you seeing franchising and the different franchising models increasing? Are there more options that are that are coming about here in the in the near future? Or is this is this something that is is somewhat static and it's always kind of the same? Great question. And and I don't think it's static at all. As Sam and I look at the history of the brands that we've been fortunate enough to be a part of, when we were on the development side, we each worked on brands related to trash services that were brand new inventions that had never been created before that were then franchised. So we see technology come in and make huge impacts into different business verticals that ultimately can be franchised. This parking lot thing we keep talking about, that wasn't franchised before, you know, and here it is. And I think you bring up a really good point of what people are looking for is evolving and changing. When I started in development about a decade ago, I was working almost exclusively with baby, baby boomers. Now we have Gen X and we have so many millennial clients. Almost half of my clients seem to be millennials right now. So I think what millennials are looking for is going to be different than what the baby boomers are looking for in terms of industries that they're interested in, but also the lifestyle that they want. They want that flexibility. They want to be able to forge their own path. There is no more gold Rolex with a pension anymore. So they know that they saw what their parents went through in 0809. So I think it's changed what the buyer is looking for. And I think the beautiful thing about franchising is you can have someone who has a great idea or widget. And then when they franchise it, they're able to really scale and grow that. And there are new ideas forming all the time. So there's always going to be something new and exciting, whether it's the product or the service or the model, but something available that will spark whatever the current buyer is looking for. Awesome. Sam, I feel like I could ask you guys questions all day, but if our audience wants to get in touch with you guys and they want to learn more about what you have to offer, where can they find you? Or they can find us at info at franpathconsulting.com. If they'd like to email us, we are on Instagram at franpath. We are on franpathconsulting.com. That's www in case nobody in the world understands that. But we are super happy to connect with anybody, anytime, anywhere. I was tempted to give my cell phone number, but I felt like my (laughs) husband would be like, are you out of your mind? So reach out anytime, anywhere. We are really excited to just help people move forward in the next step of their life because like Brittany said, there's no gold Rolex anymore, but you can buy whatever you want for yourself when you're making your own money, when your investments are working for you. 
no doubt. And before we wrap up, I want to I want to give you guys a, a, a shout out. You guys do a podcast um, that you highlight the different franchise ideas and some of your franchisees. Tell my audience a little bit about your show and what you do, and, and we'll make sure that they have links to that as well. Thank you for that. Yeah, we I got to give Sam the credit there. She is a huge podcast follower. And when we were launching our business and building out the plan, she was like, we've got to have a podcast, <laughs> which if you know me is so out of my comfort zone that she really pushed us on that. And I'm so glad that she did. We have about 75 episodes now and we try to mix it up. So every other episode roughly is bringing on a brand, anything from food, fitness, beauty, wellness, pets, kids, automotive, home service, B2B service, you name it, just a brand sharing about what they have to offer. And then every other episode is either our client or just a friend from the industry, a funding expert, an attorney, somebody that just provides more knowledge about franchising as a whole. The episodes are 25 to 35 minutes on average, so easy listening. One of our teammates listens it, to it on a time and a half speed, so that works too. Um, but it's FranPath Consulting Podcast. We're very proud of it, and it's just some fun, easy listening to gain a little bit more education on franchising. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure my audience knows about it and they know where to find you guys. I really want to thank you for joining. This has been fun, and I hope to have you on again soon. Thank you. We really appreciate your time today. I don't know if franchising is the right investment for you, but if it is, take advantage of the ladies over at FranPath. They're a great resource, and if franchising is something that you think you might be interested in, they do a lot of the due diligence for you and do a lot of the homework so that you don't have to. That's going to do it for us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and I hope you got something out of it. We'll catch you guys next time.